Good morning. Court Radio is now in session. Call 215-227-2727. When you've got legal questions, we've got the answers. This is Court Radio. And now here's your host, Dean Weitzman. Welcome to Court Radio. I'm Dean Weitzman, and this is your opportunity to be heard. Come on, folks, sit down, relax, and enjoy. Court Radio is your place for legal entertainment and a little education, or vice versa, every Saturday morning. Join in the studio with my friends, the one and the only... Manny Manuel Glenn. It's good to have you as a friend, Dean. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Looking Manuel. well. Looking sharp, too, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Well, the folks can't see it. You can describe it. <laughs> he is replacent <laughs> in what I would call a uh, royal blue... Uh, what pattern is that? Very pattern jacket. A gray and red silk tie. White crisp shirt. And a uh, pair of uh, those jeans. They're jeans. They're jeans. Those shoes, though. Those shoes are awesome. I don't know what they are, brother, but those blue shoes are working. Yeah, those are uh, my um, these are my uh, Louis Vuittons. Ah, Louis. My summer, summer Louis. <laughs> uh, summer Louis. Summer Louis. Summer Louis. Yeah. Summer Louis. Uh, with a Brioni uh, sport coat. It, Brioni, thank yeah. you for that. Yes. You all got that. Brioni sports coat. All right, folks. Well, you know, I promised you last week, and I'm going to... I'm going to honor my promise, as I try to always do. Okay. Um, that we're going to talk about insurance today. We're going to talk. I mean, cars are on the road. I came to work today, and uh, there was a lot of traffic. There was a car broken down. You saw that black car? Yeah. 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 Um, and, uh, you know, I noticed uh, a ton of um, Teslas. I mean, I must have passed eight or nine Teslas on you the way. You passed Teslas. That's well, saying something. I still have a petrol engine car. <laughs> um, I, I guess I'll be probably the last petrol engined person in America. How but, do you feel about that, by the way? Going electric if that happens? Well, you know, the kids, they won't know any better. Hmm. Uh, there, will be, there will come a time when, you know, nobody will have driven a gasoline smog-creating engine. They'll just be driving electric. But you'll miss their... <sighs> I'll miss it. I will too. Yeah, they, they won't. You know, they won't know any better. Here's uh, a question: Will insurance be different for electric cars? Uh, no. no, no difference whatsoever. No, no combustible no. engines as opposed to electric engines and batteries. No, no difference. I don't think so. Um, you know, the 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 cost to repair an electric car may be greater at some point. Mm. Uh, it probably is now. Um, but they're so new that there's not a whole heck of a lot of repair history that goes on that the insurance companies can, um, you know, base their rates upon. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, the, that would be the only difference. Um, they drive the same, right? They, 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 they don't feel the same, but they do drive the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but and, I have, and they're coming with a lot more uh, safety measures built okay. in. You know, they're driving themselves. Uh, <sighs> do you some, trust that? At some point, they might avoid accidents. You know, I mean, they I don't do. Know. There's accident avoidance systems in the cars nowadays. I have two friends that have electric cars. No mechanic I know has ever worked on one yet. 
I don't know what to expect if anything goes wrong. But one thing I don't have, I don't know anyone that has the, what, it, what do you call that when a car drives itself now? What is it called? Yeah, didn't I, uh, self, self, self-driving I don't know that I could automation. trust that. I don't know that I could do that. Yeah, I, I owned a Tesla for a year. Okay. Okay, so I have some experience. Uh, I, I, and at that time, I lived uh, in, in Bucks County. So I was coming down I-95 to get to work, um, and I would sleep on the way to work. You know, take a. I would take a little snooze. The car would drive, and I would, you know, show up. No, just kidding. <laughs> you have to. You, kid. you had. <laughs> but but you can kind of you know not pay a, as strict attention as you do. The car literally followed the lane uh, down I ninety five, steering curves. Um, mm. If traffic was ahead, it would slow down. So you let it go for a moment. Yeah, for a moment. And how did you feel? Did you feel comfortable? Well, the first time I felt freaked out. Yeah. You know, uh, the second time probably too. Right. Um, but eventually, you know, you, you kind of begin to depend upon the car doing what it's supposed to do. Now, God help you if it doesn't. But, um, yeah, it did. It was. Wor- and that was. That's got to be five years ago or more. Um, and I'm sure they've made great strides since then. In fact, in fact, if anybody's listening and you uh, rely upon self-driving cars, uh, give, give us, us a call. call yeah, too. please. 215-227-2727, the number for all things legal. If you get in an accident in a self-driving car, I just think that there are all different types of malfunctions that could happen that don't make you liable. I don't know. This is a new world for me. You, of course... This is going to be your ball, Ballywick at some point, right? Yes, yeah. yes. And it, and when the systems fail, there will be um, injuries. There will be crashes. There uh, and and perhaps uh, worse than with a, a gasoline car. Maybe I I, I don't know. But um, the 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 bottom line is that uh, the car has saved people. I I I I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but even in my regular engined car. Um, if the car senses I'm about to crash into something, it applies the brakes in an instant. The autom- the automotive you're talking about? The, no, um, no, automated. No, no, no. What I'm are you ta- talking about? There's automation built into regular, well, true. newer. Anti-lock, this and that. I get yeah, you. No, but no. I'm talking about the brakes apply themselves. I did not touch the brakes, and it thought I was going to hit something in front, and, and the car comes to a stop. I don't have that car yet. You do not. But it is out there. It is out there. And there are folks that are listening that, that have that as well. Um, mm. and, and so the, the, the car, I believe we are headed to a place where we will have less accidents. Okay. I'm the guy that likes to wait for them to get the kinks out before I say, all right, I'll, I'll purchase it. And that means, unfortunately, some folks will have accidents before I'm like, okay, are they, is it safe now? Yeah, and there will be accidents, but you have to look at all the accidents that have been uh, have been prevented mm. or lessened because of it uh, when you go into that calculus. So, yes, there may be some accidents that occur because of it, because of a reliance on it, mm-hmm. but then there's going to be a whole lot of accidents that never happened uh, that could have happened if the car was relying upon the eyes and ears of the driver. I'm, I'm just thinking of statues. I'm thinking of normally if you're some if you're in something and you're not driving, it's a bus, it's a train or something. But now this is your vehicle, your end that drives itself. Do the liability laws change? Are, are there going to be different stipulations, different line items for something like this? Um, I don't know. This is a whole new world we're it, going it into. It is. It is. And we're exploring it together. Okay. Hand in hand. <laughs> Two one five two two seven twenty seven twenty seven. All right, let's talk about insurance for a moment. Mm. Um, I want to say this: you should not be the person 
that just insures their car and doesn't insure their body. How to get uninsured and underinsured motorists without it costing you any more money? Because I'm telling you, there are folks out there who have waived. Whenever given the opportunity for us humans to save a buck and waive something, we're waving. Hey, I waive that. But what happens when you need it? What happens when you need it? I want to give you a scenario. Nowadays, see, I used to be a big fan of um, uh, Uber, Lyft, Mm -hmm. those, uh, what do you call those? Rideshare. Rideshares. I used to be a big fan of those because they had a they had a lot of insurance. So God forbid if you were in one of those cars, an Uber vehicle, and some bonehead comes out of a stop sign and you have the right of way in your Uber car and you get T-boned and you're in the hospital with broken bones, Uber had one million dollars in uninsured or underinsured motorist in order to protect the occupants of their car. They were a good company. They are not a good company any longer. What changed? They figured out that the politicians in Pennsylvania gave them a pass. That The politicians said, ride shares don't need to have this coverage. Well, as soon as you give a corporation the opportunity to save some money for their shareholders, not their riders, they're going to jump on that. Jump on it. And that's exactly what they did. So they went from $1 million to 250,000 to 100,000 to 15,000 to zero. Get the heck out of here. Zero. You get into an Uber car at your own risk. There's no uninsured or underinsured. Now, if the Uber driver himself or herself is negligent in causing you injuries, there's coverage. Mm-hmm. There's probably plenty of coverage. Didn't this happen to our police commissioner? Similar situation, she rideshare. I'm but not sure. but uh but so if, now, but, but if you should be hit by some other driver mm-hmm. in Philadelphia who doesn't have insurance or doesn't have enough insurance, maybe they have a minimum policy, which, by the way, is ridiculously low at fifteen thousand per person, and that hasn't changed since probably nineteen eighty four. Okay, politicians love to create laws and then they just forget about them. Dust bunnies grow on those laws. They never change them. They never think to put in an inflation escalation. Nothing. They just, eh, it's 15000 in 1984. It'll be good for 19, you know, 2025 or whatever, 2023. It'll come up again if needed. It now, never so- comes up because <clears throat> it, to come up means that they have to take on the insurance lobby. And those cats in Harrisburg just don't have the cojones to take on the insurance company. Are they that tough? Uh, you know, they got that much money. Are they NRA tough? They got, <laughs> they they, got they, cash. They, they got cash. They donate to campaigns. Nobody ever talks about this lobby, you know. No yeah. one ever talks about the insurance lobby. Ever. Yeah, no, no, they don't. Or in any of it, let, let's, let's, get side, let's not get sidetracked. Well, I'm not, but, I mean, they're a powerful entity. Absolutely. Very powerful. Yes. They, they got all the... And legally so, because it wasn't always the law. No fault insurance. I think that came about late 70s. Yes. Early 80s. Yes. All right. Prior to that, what was going on? Um, we had a system in place that allowed uh, crazy things to happen, like double dipping, and we can get into that. But that's a, right. that's a whole other show. What I want to say is if you folks don't have uninsured and underinsured motorists and you get into a ride share or you get into your own vehicle and somebody hits you and creates catastrophe for you and your family, 
The only way for you to get compensated is if you thought ahead and purchased uninsured and underinsured motorist. It's as simple as that. You get in the car at your own risk every day. Accidents happen. Accidents happen, and you could be laid up for weeks, months, or the rest of your life. And the only way you're going to have a, uh, a some funds to take care of yourself, to pay for your hospital bills, to, to be a substitute for the income you've lost is if you insure yourself to the maximum of your maximum ability with uninsured and underinsured motorists. I just can't say it enough because I have seen such horrific accidents mm-hmm. where folks, I, I mentioned this before, it's worth mentioning again. I, I represented a sergeant in the Philadelphia Police Department and, uh, and he had a good job. He was making six figures. He had a few cars. He had $15,000 in uninsured and underinsured motorists. A woman struck him as a pedestrian and broke both of his legs. He needed to learn to walk again. He was out of work for months. And what did he collect? He collected $15,000 from the woman who hit him because that's all she had, Mm -hmm. and he had $15,000 in underinsured motorists for himself. How does it work? If you're struck by somebody who has no insurance, then you have uninsured motorists on your policy to pay your bodily injury claim should you be injured by an uninsured motorist. If the person who hit you has insufficient coverage, then you take from the underinsured motorist pot. Yes. Okay. Now, we're assuming that the person that hits you actually stops. A phantom vehicle, one who you're not able to identify the driver of, is considered an uninsured vehicle. There you go. So whether they leave the scene and you cannot identify them, or they stay and they don't have insurance, or they stay and they don't have enough insurance, in any of those circumstances, you're looking back at your own carrier for this coverage. And if you don't have it, you're you're done. You're you want to say another word, but I get you. 215-227-2727. Who amongst us is riding around without uninsured and underinsured motorist? And why? Know. And why? She just left the room. No. Um, <laughs> go ahead. Go, go, go do your thing. Um, that was cold. That was cold. <laughs> no, it, it's really important that you have this coverage. I, I, and, and you can get it, and we started this conversation by saying that you can get it without spending more money. How? By tweaking your policy. How? Well, let's say you have... Uh, collision coverage on your car. Why is it that everybody insures their car but not their body? They don't think about it or it's, they don't want to pay the extra cost? Well, if you have a note on your car, the the, the note holder forces you to cover your car. But you, if you own it outright. If you own it outright, then you have a decision to make. What do I insure? If, if it comes down to dollars and cents, a budgetary issue, mm-hmm. I have X amount of dollars to spend for insurance, then you can increase... Your deductibles. That's the first line. Everybody should increase their deductibles. If you have a $250 deductible, a $100 deductible, a $500 deductible, you're crazy. Crazy. Yes. Because by increasing your deductible, you lower your premium, right? 
you could take those savings that you've just lowered your premium and purchase uninsured and underinsured motorist. This way, yeah, you're taking a risk. So you, if your car was banged up uh, or stolen, you, you, you're, you may be on the hook for $1,000 or $2,500 that you would not have had to worry about if you had a lower deductible. However, do you think that every time you get in the car, you should be worried that you're going to sustain a bodily injury, one that you're going to be out of pocket maybe for excess medical bills and whatnot, and you don't have the coverage for it? People who think that I'm such a good driver, I'll never get in an accident. I'm not going to worry about it. I'll be good. It's too expensive. Meanwhile, I got to pay this, that, and the other. This is how if you poor think folks that think. way, poor if, people think this way. Then you're crazy. You're well, not. You're crazy. not poor. You're crazy because you, have you been out there? Yes. There are people out there on their cell phones and their tablets and communicating with, you know, God knows who. And, and driving, I, self-driving cars. And eyes off the road. Yeah. I mean, how many head-on collisions? God forbid. This, just last week, we, we, we had a collision on uh, the Schuylkill where four people perished Yes, right. We were on our way here. You're right. A, by, and by a, a drunk driver. In a ride, was, one of, they, they were in a ride share. They were in a ride That's share. Right. That's right. They were in a ride share. The drunk driver hits them head on. Mm -hmm. Did they think that they were, they were responsible folks? They may have been out drinking that night. They got into a ride share so they can come home safely and didn't have to drive. That's right. Mm. That did happen. It affected us coming to work. You're absolutely right. And they, that's four families that lost Mm -hmm. loved ones. And a fifth, that's what they ruined because he killed those people. That family's ruined as well. Yes. Yeah. Okay. No. And, and, and so if that had happened uh, five years ago, Uber, if that were the rideshare company, would have paid each of those families a million dollars in uninsured motorist benefits or underinsured motorist benefits. Mm. No questions asked. A million dollars. But because the politicians in Harrisburg say you don't need to have insurance if you're a rideshare for, for, for the occupants of your car, then they've gotten rid of it. And those people all get zero. I just want to know, why do they, why go that way for Uber? Why allow them that? Why? And, and what, yeah, I mean, yeah. and Uber conducts that business caveat. in all 50 states. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you that they have this coverage in many, many other states because the politicians in those states require it. But why not here? Because folks go to the uh, voting box and they don't they don't think about things like this. These little these little issues that become issues for individual families. God forbid, like the families who are suffering from that loss last week, they become issues then. But they're not issues today when we're all sitting here talking right. about it. And that's when we need to think about it. Right now, when we're safe and there's no problems and your family's safe, you need to talk to the politicians. You need to tell them that. Rideshare companies must have significant and sufficient insurance policies to protect those who are in the cars. Say it again. <laughs> 215-227-2727. If you're angry, <clears throat> you need to give us a call and talk about this because this is the kind of stuff that we need to have conversations about before we need to have the coverage the that we don't have. Well, you, you speak now of a time, and especially after covid we got more wheels on the street than ever. And I say wheels because there are cars, there are e-bikes, there are bikes, there are scooters, there are delivery trucks. Everything is on wheels. Now, folks, folks are getting deliveries more than ever before. They're ordering. 
what you just said about Uber, I, I don't know if it applies to Lyft or the others, but I think all it's something that needs all of them. It needs something to be talked about. And if you're an elected official listening, you need to think about what Dean just said because four people did die last week. We technically bear witness because we saw the results of it. What's going to change? Has there been any conversation about that since then? No. 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 And it needs to be. Yes. You think there needs to be? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. We have to take care of our own. Isn't that really what we're all about? Yeah. I mean, that's what, you you know, we're supposed to be doing is being there for one another, helping one another. And to allow a corporation that makes billions of dollars to get a free pass in Pennsylvania is just insanity. Are you thinking or saying or insinuating that maybe there are some politicians in the pockets of the insurance companies? Mm. They're not in the pockets no. in, the sen- in that sense. No. I don't not like the NRA and the gun lobby. Not like that. Well, no? yeah, like that. S- similar. <laughs> I mean, look, you know, if if you're getting donations to your campaign from an insurance lobby, mm-hmm. how likely are you to enact a law that is detrimental to that benefactor. Nobody thinks about this, though. They don't think about, you don't even hear the term insurance lobby. <laughs> Do you? You don't even think about that. Yeah. But it's important. And it's one that it sounds like we all need to know. It sounds like you've gone up against them a few times. Just like I'm saying, you do not want to be the person that insures your car over your body. You can get uninsured and underinsured motorists for a lot, for not a lot of money more simply by adjusting your policy so that you have higher limits on your deductibles and you then say, take those savings and purchase uninsured and underinsured motorist. You must do that. If you are driving in Pennsylvania today and you don't have uninsured and underinsured motorist, you and your family are in grave danger. I have Geico. Um, and I'm going to switch, but I will say this about Geico. The better I drive, and they keep a, a, a register of how well you're doing, no problems, the rate comes down uh, with this particular insurer. But it's for me, it's still high. And, I, and listening to you guys talking prior to the show, I'm thinking about shopping around. That's the issue. You can shop around for these rates. And some companies are saying, well, we'll, we'll what's, it, what's the one that says only pay for what you need and something, something like that. But it's affordable for everybody, and it's worth the risk. That's what you're saying. Everyone should. You can find a rate that you can afford to get the coverage you need. You should do this. Absolutely. And there's usually one or two companies that want to pick up new clients, and their rates are usually better than the others. So it, it's not surprising if e- each year you shop around, you may find somebody who's willing to give. Because usually when you're with a company, the second year you pay more, the third year you pay more, the fourth year you pay more. Yeah. And once they have you and they keep you, they just keep ticking the rates up. So it's good to move around. It shop absolutely around. is. Shop around and move around because I think you will find cheaper rates each time you do that process. I think that affects the market to the other insurance companies, but maybe less than they cost if we all keep shopping around for better deals and better insurance. All of you out there within the sound of my voice, I am the worst guy when it comes to insurance. I'm not a fan, but I have to do it. So I, too, have sucked it up. I've taken their advice. It can feel a little painful, but it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. I can tell you that first off. Let's take Diane, line three from South Philly. Good morning, Diane, and welcome to Court Radio. Hey, Diane. Dean, good morning. I'm going to start calling you Dynamite Dean, okay? Because <laughs> you earned this title. Uh, what's happening, Diane? How are you? Listen. 
I'm, I'm, I'm hanging in there. Good. Um, my daughter just turned 39 this Tuesday. Wow. I purchased her a car last year because she made the dean's list, a 3.8. Oh, right. Congratulations. That is awesome. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're doing something right, Diane. Oh, yes. Homeowner, here's the problem. Our insurance just went up because um, I have her on my insurance. The car is mine in my name, but she's the other uh, driver. The insurance just went up. Now they're trying to get us all these prices to try to bundle. My homeowner's insurance is great. I'm paying um, $112 um, a month. Okay, it can't get any lower than that. Mm-hmm. Everything is covered except vandalism. But they're trying to get, no, not they're trying to get. We have to make a decision. Should we bundle or should I just keep the insurance under my name and pick her up as a driver? And we're going to get uninsured and, and uninsured. And what's the other one? Under um, under and uninsured. Yeah. Okay, we're going to get that. Yes, because you mentioned that, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, you're right about that." And I'm glad you passed the information on about these um, Uber and and these lifts because you are putting yourself in high risk when you get in there and something happened. That accident up on the expressway yeah. was a perfect example why we need mm-hmm. this. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Um, and let me say this, Diane, uh, with regards okay. to your bundling, you know, it, sometimes a carrier. A single carrier will offer homeowners coverages and auto coverages. In fact, most of them do, I suppose. And they will give you a break on both coverages if you get them both from the same carrier. That's the bundling. Uh, If you're a homeowner and you can bundle... Yeah, then mm-hmm. it makes that it may make sense to do that because you're 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 going to save a little bit on both because you're you're giving both sides of your business to the same company. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it that's a that's a no brainer if 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 the if the auto insurance and the homeowners insurance together are less than you would pay if you had done it separately. You mm-hmm. just need to com- make a comparison of the various premiums before you make that decision. Diane, thanks yes, for. Tonight. Thanks for being a and listener. Thank you. Oh, it's Oh, no problem. No problem, Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> Be well. Thank you and good luck to your daughter in the coming semester. Dynamite Dean. Have a blessed and safe weekend out here coming up. Thank you, dear. Bye-bye. 215-227-2727. That's the number for Court Radio on Saturday mornings. It's the number for my Philly lawyer all week long. If you have legal issues, We're always here for you. Simply give us a call at that number. But during court radio from 9 to 10 on Saturday mornings, you're getting me, Manny Manuel, Eric Tactics Jackson, and Sarah O. Motorcycles. Yes. Uh, I'm noticing more of those on the road now. And the uh, what are the tactics? The the three-wheeler, John, everybody's riding around on. Tricycles. (laughs) (laughs) you know what i'm talking about uh i'm sure insurance is different for those well but uh, you need to have it yeah there anything that has a motor with a license plate with a license plate must be insured in pennsylvania if it's required to have a license plate it's required to have insurance coverage okay that answers the question uh if you own more than one car if you own more than one car you can double, triple, or quadruple your coverage for pennies more on the dollar. Pennies more. Pennies more. Not Literally. dollars more. Pennies more. And this is this is called stacking. 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 Okay. <laughs>
I, I'm sorry. I, I, I deprived my prize pupil of his moment. How does stacking work, Eric? Basically, it's all these cars under one insurance. And what happens to your coverages? They're stacking. They're stacked. Don't, don't. stacking. <laughs> they're, stacked. <laughs> they're stacked. You're under a little, little pressure, a little bit. No, no, I, so if, no, let me ask you this. It, I'll do it in real numbers. If okay. you have three cars right. and you have a 25000 over 50000 policy, so 25000 per person, mm-hmm. 50000 per accident, and you own three cars and you choose to stack, how much coverage do you have? Don't ask me, Professor Dean. You basically the the sum of all three. There you go. So you have seventy five thousand per person. Right. So should you be in an accident and sustain a significant injury, and you own three cars, but only one car was in the accident, mm. uh, and it wasn't your fault, you know, you, you but you happen to have been hit by somebody who didn't have insurance or they didn't have enough, and your injuries are worth more than whatever they have. You can collect up to $75,000 for an individual in your household. Mm-hmm. And that, ha- that member that member in your household doesn't even need to be in one of your cars. Mm-hmm. That Is that mem- right? He, could, right. he or she could be a pedestrian. Mm-hmm. They could be driving in your car. It doesn't matter. You come back to the household, and as mm. long as the injuries you sustained are significantly more than, than the coverage of the person who caused that accident, you get to come back home and collect up to $75,000 if you chose stacking. If you did not choose stacking, you get $25,000. What does it cost to go from twenty five to 75000 And I'm saying maybe $20 a policy period. Well, there you go. Pennies. Yeah. yeah. It, it, is, it, is a, it is the cheapest coverage you can have. Dollar for dollar. And if you give up stacking, you're a fool. It's as simple as that. There is there's absolutely no reason to ever give up stacking. Period. I know some folks are hearing this for the first time. 215-227-2727. We'll be back in two minutes after our sponsors have their way with you. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call my Philly lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly lawyer, when winning matters most. When we say winning matters most, we mean it. My Philly Lawyer just helped secure an $80 million victory for a client suffering from a defective medical product. Whether it's a motor vehicle, workplace, or medical malpractice injury, My Philly Lawyer gets results. If you've been injured and want aggressive, thoughtful, thorough representation, call My Philly Lawyer first. Philly's legal champions, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I grew up here, went to school here, raised my kids here. I know Philly, and Philly knows me. I started My Philly Lawyer because if you've been injured, your lawyer matters, and choosing someone local 
matters. It matters to the insurance company. It matters to the jury. And most importantly, your lawyer matters when it comes to getting results. If you've been injured, call us now. 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. Answers. Here's more Court Radio with your host, Dean Weitzman. Good morning and welcome back. I'm Dean Weitzman, your host of Court Radio every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. The place where you come for a little legal entertainment and some education. And I hope today you're getting some education out there. Um, about your insurance mm. and um, then take this information and put it to good use. Actually, take a look at your policy today. By the way, by the way, I will review your insurance policy for free. Oh, stop. Did you just say that? I did. And, you know, I mean, if I got 10,000 folks who are listening to send me their policy, it would be probably uh, unbearable. You might get that. I don't think so. I, I've made this offer before, and, you know, there's usually a dozen or so people who take me up on it. And they need a little I, more incentive. And, and I'm, I'm happy to, to do this. If you would like to email your insurance policy to me, send it to dean at myphillylawyer.com. I'll review the policy with you, uh, make some suggestions, and, um, and, I'll, and I'll because I, that's just, you know, me giving back to the folks that are, loyal listeners to court radio. I'm not looking for anything out of this. I just want to make sure that folks, when you need this, you have it and it's what you expect it to be. And it's there for you. And, you know, because the, I mean, I think about my parents, I, mm. like, you know, when I was, uh, you know, coming up and I'm, you know, just graduating law school and I'm looking over their, their insurance policies and they were being taken advantage of forever by the, you know, bad insurance advice or no insurance advice on their own, and then they pay this money. The insurance company really isn't giving them anything of value because when the time comes for them to need it, they don't have what they thought they had. Mm. And that's just disappointing to me, and it's it's not what I want for our listeners. And insurance companies don't feel obligated to tell you what you need. you got to figure it out yourself. I want to say that insurance companies try to sell you the junkiest policy they can. And it mm. kind of goes... Uh, it makes you go, hmm, mm -hmm. you know, because like if they sold you the best policy, the premium would be greater. So why not sell me the better policy? Because if I sell you a better policy, I may make some more money on the premiums, but it exposes me, the insurance company, to a lot more risk. So why don't they? Because they don't want to be exposed to risk. The less risk the insurance company has, the happier they are. So if they sell you a policy that doesn't really, that they're never going to have to pay you anything on it, mm -hmm. but they get... 80% of the premium, they get that 80% for free. If they sell you a policy that has another 20% added onto the premium, but it exposes them to a lot more liability, if you should be in an accident and need them, Makes sense. then they're losing money on you. 
They're in the business to make money. And so my belief is that when it comes to this kind of bread and butter insurance, like auto insurance, the 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 crappier the policy, the happier the insurance company is. <laughs> Something else we learned today, stacking and crappy policies. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, let me say this. One of the things that insurance companies will never try to convince you to take is the one thing that you have to have. What's that? Full tort coverage. They don't want you to have full tort. No. And it costs you more money. Mm-hmm. They make more money. But if you have full tort, then every accident you're in, you potentially are a claimant. That every accident where you've sustained an injury, you are potentially a claimant to the insurance industry. So as an industry, they want to try to convince everybody to get limited tort. Saves you money. Saves you money. Get a cheaper policy. Yeah, that's okay. Because you'll never be able to collect anything if you're injured. See, you essentially give the driver of the at-fault vehicle a free pass. Manny Manuel's driving down the street, and he's smoking a stogie, talking to his friends on his cell phone, and he pops the car in front of him in the butt and sustain. You know Pull that. Pull up to the bumper, baby. <laughs> that that driver is whiplash. They've oh. got yeah, horrible injuries. There, they go from the scene to the to the hospital, hospital. and that driver in that car shows limited torque. Doesn't matter what you have. Mm-hmm. You struck them. You're at fault, hundred percent. You got to repair their vehicle. But when it comes time to repairing their body, when it comes time to paying them mm-hmm. for the injuries you caused, you get a free pass because they chose limited tort. You got to have these conversations because folks don't think about this stuff. That, that's that's terrible. And the so you know you said wait wait a minute. I hear this all the time. Clients will call in. I was in an accident. I was injured. I've been to the doctor. Uh, I say, well, tell me, what do you have, full or limited? What does it matter what I have? Doesn't it matter what they have? No. It matters what you have. Because when you choose limited tort, you give a free pass to the at-fault drivers in Pennsylvania. Carte blanche. Hit me, hit me, injure me, injure me. I've got limited tort, and I can't do anything about it. (laughs) (laughs) 215-227-2727. Let's talk to some callers. Mm. Line one. Line one, Carl. Hi, Carl. How are you? Hey, what's up, Dean? How you doing, man? I'm well, thanks. What's going on in your world today, Carl? Good good morning, fellas. I got a question, man. Um... I, w- I was in a in a car accident, sir. Um, the lady that hit me, she had she had minimum insurance and everything. But long story short, uh, they they settled out of court. They're not releasing my check until they they check a lien on, on me. From yes. nineteen ninety four, they they want a warrant of satisfaction. Is that legal? Yes. Yes. Oh, unfortunately, okay. yes. Um, in, in New Jersey, in, in New Jersey, anybody who's been involved in a car accident and has a settlement must do a, uh, a child support search. The company in New Jersey that does that for most lawyers is Charles Jones. 
the Charles Jones Company does a search of the dockets, and if there is any open judgments uh, or liens against a a person who's been in an accident, the attorney is forbidden from releasing those funds to his or her client until the judgment is satisfied. Uh, absent like about 2500 bucks like you you get a free pass for 2500 but everything over that has to go to pay the child support lien and uh i've had many clients whose the liens were um were were paid they just weren't marked paid on, on the on the judgment index and we needed to go back to court to uh, you know uncover uh, and and that is separate and That's apart. Yeah, it's a big mess. It's a big mess. And 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 I don't know. Is this the first time you're finding out that you have a 1994 judgment on the docket? First off, is the judgment legit or not? The judgment is legit, but Dean, it was for three hundred and sixty-four dollars, sir. Yes. And I, matter of fact, I went to probation yesterday to get it, and and. I sent, I actually sent it to the lawyer so he can have it, so he can get my case rolling again. Yep, yep. It, listen, it's, it's it, I had to get a warrant of satisfaction yesterday. Yes, yes. As, you know, I, so yep. I took care of that. Good for you, I Carl. I it to my lawyer, Good for and you. I made sure he got that so I could, they could release my money. I got money pending on this. Yes. I'm like, but everything's good. I, I paid it off. It was for $364, sir. And you know what? It's good that it's off. Listen, if you ever go to buy a house, you'd buy, you know, whatever, a car, you're th- this that judgment may affect you in ways you don't weren't even aware. And so having yep. it knocked off now is definitely a good thing. But you the point you bring up and the point I make is that yes, when you're involved in a motor vehicle accident and you have a settlement, somebody's going to have to do a judgment search, both in New Jersey and in Pennsylvania, to make sure that nothing... In Pennsylvania, it's more automated. The district attorney calls us or sends a letter to us because they're constantly looking at claims being made. Every time a claim is made in Pennsylvania, your social security company, your social security number is put into a database. The district attorney's offices in Pennsylvania have access to that database and they run the social security number. And if it pops up with a judgment, a child support judgment in Pennsylvania, they then send us a letter at the early part of your claim. And we know at the beginning that we're going to have to deal with that at the end. It, it comes up all the time. Um, and it's often a sticking point or a point of uh, aggravation between the client and the lawyer because the client feels like, you know, the lawyer's not looking out for them. But the law is the law and the lawyer has to intervene between the client and the judgment at that moment and they get mad because the lawyer has to get their fee oh of course well mm. what my fee has nothing to do Dude, with your really. old your old child support judgment <laughs> 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 let's get that straight right yeah, now yeah. okay yeah. I, 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 I appreciate it carl be thanks well thanks for being a listener brother have a great day have a good one 215-227-2727. I hope you're gaining something from today's show, I folks. Am. There's a whole lot of information coming at you fast. And for free. Yeah. All right. You read over a lot of policies. What mistakes does everybody make? The tort thing? They they have limited tort. They have, um, they've got a, a, a 2012, a, let's say a 2012 car. It's an 11-year-old car. They've got it uh, completely covered with uh, comp collision 
uh, $250 deductible. They're spending $800 a year, $800 a year to, to protect their car, and they don't have any protection for their body. Yeah. Um, let the car go, folks. You know, if you're so sure you're not going to be in an at-fault accident, um, then the other side will pay for your car. You know, if you're not at fault, they're going to pay for your car. I mean, yeah, if your car is stolen, but who's stealing a 2012 car? How, how important well, is it maybe. to actually get the value of your car? How important it is? Yeah. Well, I mean, exactly. If you have... $8,000 in medical expenses, you're not going to work, you're, you've got a limp for the rest of your life, you don't want to be compensated for any of that, you're, you're giving that up. Right. You know, every time you get in a car, that's a possibility of the outcome, just like your car could be damaged, but so could your body. And so you're willing to go in a car and not have any coverage for your body, but you but you got to get this 2012 car insured? Right, because if your car is only worth $8,000... That's the risk you take. You've quantified the risk, Eric. You're, you're, every time you get in the car, you're risking 8000 bucks. But if you sustain a moderate injury, not even a serious injury, just a moderate injury, that could be worth fifteen, twenty, twenty-five thousand. So you got to just weigh the risks. This is, we're in a risk weighing game here. Which risk do you want to take? Do you want to take an eight thousand dollar risk for your car, or do you want to take a twenty-five thousand dollar risk for your body? Bang. And if when you're looking at it like that. It's really an easy decision. Well, some folks needed to hear it explained like that. 215-227-2727. The number for my Philly lawyer. If this kind of advice makes sense to you, when you need us, you give us a call because we're there for you always. All right, let's talk to Ron on line three. Good morning. Good morning, Ron. How are you? Yeah, two questions. Uh, one was the, an umbrella insurance uh, for a million dollars. Okay. Uh, so that, I guess uh, would that be personal liability, right? Yes. That. So uh, you. How's you, that coming for an uninsured motorist? Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to tell you. There's two kinds of umbrella policies. I have both. Not a lot of people do. There's liability umbrella, in which case it's strictly paid to other people. If, God forbid, you, you cause a catastrophic accident and you've got a $100,000 policy on your car, the most your car insurance will pay is $100,000. You may have caused a million-dollar loss. You may have killed someone, God forbid, but that, that happens. You own a home. You've got equity in your house. You want to protect that because if they, if you're, in, if you cause a million dollar loss, Ron, and you only have a hundred thousand dollar policy, the at the the person who you cause that loss to may say, "I'm not taking the hundred thousand dollars from Ron's company and giving Ron a general release. I'm going to sue Ron. I'm going to get a million dollar judgment. I'm going to then collect Ron's hundred thousand dollar policy and take his house." That can happen, and what happens is with an umbrella policy, you've placed an umbrella over your primary coverage. So the 100000 gets paid, and then the umbrella kicks in and pays anything up to the limits of the umbrella, or a million bucks in your case. So that's just for your liability, what you've caused to other people. However, there are carriers, and it is possible to get an umbrella for your UM, for your uninsured motorist, and your underinsured motorist. See, the maximum that a carrier will offer in Pennsylvania, I believe, is a half a million dollars in coverage. 
Um, and if a half a million dollars is not enough coverage for you, for your family, for your body, for your, you know, if you're knocked out, you can't go to work the rest of your life. If a half a million isn't going to do it for you, then you need to get an umbrella for your underinsured coverage. And you, there are carriers that will offer up to three million, maybe even five million in umbrella coverage for uninsured and underinsured motorists. So um, primarily it's liability, but occasionally it can be for uninsured and underinsured motorists. Those are great questions. You need to make sure your insurance agent or broker has that conversation with you, Ron, before you know for sure what type of coverage you have with your umbrella. Yeah, I um, uh, am thinking about it. I I don't think he mentioned it at all. Uninsured and uh, not insured motors. Uninsured is not insured. So you got uninsured and then you have underinsured. If the folks who hit you have coverage, but they don't have enough to pay you for your damages, that's an underinsured claim. If they have no coverage, it's an uninsured claim. If they're unidentified, it's an uninsured claim. Ron, thanks for calling Court Radio, sir. Have a great Saturday. New callers coming in Great today. Great new callers, yeah. too. Good stuff. All right, let's talk to Line 5. No, I think we need to Real quick, here. Line 5, Anonymous. <laughs> oh, Anonymous. Yeah, how you doing? I'm, I'm calling because, uh, hypothetically, uh, say I have insurance, and I allow somebody to use my vehicle, and they have an accident, and they left the scene of the accident. Who would be liable in that situation? Um, anytime we lend our vehicle to a friend, we, t- we lend it with the risk that they could have an accident. That's their fault. And our insurance coverage covers the loss. So, Mr. Anonymous, um, hypothetically, your insurance company would have to pay for any damages your friend, in, uh, your friend caused to happen. So, hypothetically, we should never let a friend who doesn't have their own insurance. It doesn't matter whether he has his own insurance. Mr. Anonymous's coverage would be primary. His coverage comes first. Mr. If Anonymous. the friend has coverage, right. it's secondary. So uh, if 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 Anonymous's coverage is for 15 and the friend causes $50,000 in losses, Anonymous's coverage pays the first 15 and then the friend's coverage pays after that. And not the car always comes first. <clears throat> so, Anonymous, looks like you're going to have to make a claim to your uh, hypothetical insurance company. Have a great Saturday, um, and we have to take a quick break. We'll be back in two minutes. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. 
When we say winning matters most, we mean it. My Philly lawyer just helped secure an $80 million victory for a client suffering from a defective medical product. Whether it's a motor vehicle, workplace, or medical malpractice injury, My Philly lawyer gets results. If you've been injured and want aggressive, thoughtful, thorough representation, call My Philly lawyer first. Philly's legal champions, 215-227-2727. My Philly lawyer, when winning matters most. I grew up here, went to school here, raised my kids here. I know Philly, and Philly knows me. I started My Philly Lawyer because if you've been injured, your lawyer matters, and choosing someone local matters. It matters to the insurance company, it matters to the jury, and most importantly, your lawyer matters when it comes to getting results. If you've been injured, call us now, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. legal answers here's more court radio with your host dean weitzman yes we're back i'm dean weitzman your host every saturday morning at court radio joining the studio with my friends manny manuel and eric tactics jackson good morning guys morning morning We've been talking about insurance, um, and I hope the folks who have listened have gotten something from today's broadcast. Um, but I want to repeat that I am willing to to review your insurance policies. I am willing to review your insurance policies. All you have to do is email me the policy to dean at myphillylawyer.com. We'll have a conversation. Um, I'll make some uh, suggestions. Perhaps I won't. Maybe you have the perfect policy. Um, and then you'll be on your way. I'm doing this because I just think about my parents, and I want to make sure that, folks, when you need to make a claim, you have what you think you have, and you have what you need to make that claim right. And for free, you're going to do this. Of course. Of course. Yes. I'm going to go over your policy, folks, for free. Just email him your policy. He'll do it, too. I will. Why do insurance companies want you to choose limited tort? It requires them to have less risk. Simple as that. Mm. If they get to sell you a policy for 80% of the premium and incur only 20% of the risk, that sounds good to an insurance company. Sounds good to a lot of people. They sell you an expensive policy, what, what we would, would consider an expensive policy, a full tort policy that gives you unbridled rights to sue and collect from any at-fault driver in Pennsylvania and you've increased the risk to the insurance companies, and it's not for enough for them to make it worth their while. So that little bit more that you're paying for full tort exposes them to substantially greater risk, and that's not something they like to do. And if they don't like to do it, it's probably in your favor. <laughs> yeah, probably. Right? Makes sense. Yeah, it does. So, folks, I want you to have a full tort policy. I want you to have uninsured and underinsured motorist 
with that policy. And I and, and if that requires you to tweak your policy and take a bigger chance on the property damage, increasing your deductibles in order to save some money and put that towards these other other coverages, then that's what I want you to do. It's as simple as that. You don't have to pay a lot more money. And finally, finally, if you don't have stacking, you're a fool. Let's talk to Vincent on line two. Uh, Vince left. Vince left. That's all right. He had a question about stacking. No, he probably answered it. Good. He probably wants to know if stacking works between your, if you're a business owner, can you stack between your business policy and your personal policy? And the answer is probably yes. But there is two types. Of, uh, now we're going to get into graduate level work. Okay, this is you're, you're you're done the undergrad degree. This is graduate level. There's intercompany stacking and intra company stacking. We get into minutia now. Intra, like intramural, mm -hmm. you play in the school. You mm -hmm. won't play. You're not playing yeah. in another school. That's right. Okay, did that too. Yeah. All right, intra company. You have whoever you have um, some insurance company that begins with a P. And um, you have three cars on your policy with them. And you have stacking. That's intra-policy stacking. It's within the same policy. If you're a policyholder with more than one policy, you've got a policy with the P company and you've got a policy with the S company. And you've got your motorcycle on the S company. You've got your car on the P company. That's inter-company inter stacking or inter-policy stacking, and that can happen whether you have stacking on a policy or not. If you've got access to two different policies, this doesn't happen a lot, and that's why yeah, I was going to ask you, but this really goes to Vince's question. If he's got an insurance policy with a company for his commercial vehicles and another insurance company policy with his private companies, he could possibly stack both of those policies. This is why you need representation. You can't do this on your own. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> convoluted here. Yeah, it, it gets tough. And insurance companies don't make it easy. And we actually have to review the language of policy sometimes, occasionally. And that requires a keen legal mind, one who's studied for years and practiced over and over, made all the mistakes he could possibly make. Would you know anyone like that, dude? <laughs> if, you've got, if you've got a legal problem... My Philly Lawyer is the place for you. Give us a call, 215-227-2727. Every week we represent new folks who have uh, been involved in really bad accidents that need legal representation in order to get made whole again. Mm. Um, I just got back from uh, Dolphin County, uh, Harrisburg. Harrisburg. Yeah. Whew. That's not Philly, I'll tell you that. No, it's not. <laughs> it's been four years there, yeah. I was up there for a mediation on Friday. What a waste of time that was. And uh, they essentially they said to me, hey, this isn't Philly. You know it's not. You know, but um, I'm going to fight for our client up there because this is a 16-year-old girl that was mauled by a uh, Rottweiler and a pit bull. Um, and she is such a sweet girl, but she is left with scars from head to toe. For life. And she literally was wearing, it was hot on Friday, she was wearing a heavy sweatshirt and sweatpants because she doesn't let anybody see her scars. And they wanted to make some boneheaded offer, which I thought was ridiculous, mm. and I'm just not putting up with it. So, um, 
that was a tangent, but you know, it was uh, well, it was a worthy one, though. Yeah. Um, folks, we are all out of time, guys. I want to thank you for your good questions, listeners, and my folks in the studio. Um, I will see you next Saturday, same time, same place.